In the United States, in the late 1980s and the early 1990s, crack cocaine shattered lives, and disproportionately, black lives. Politicians on both the left and right offered no solace for those whose lives, families, and communities had been torn asunder. Instead, they poured gasoline on the fires of despair and anomie that had sparked the crack breakout. They did not treat crack use as a public health crisis, as a later generation of politicians would treat an opiate epidemic of the 21st century that primarily affected white communities. Instead, policymakers condemned users, and they slammed the prison door shut on the legions of young black men who had, in search of steady income and with dreams of wealth, distributed crack cocaine. Public figures legitimated this fierce punishment regime with tales of doomed crack babies and uncontrollably violent crackheads. Almost all of these accounts later proved exaggerated or even flat-out wrong. It is critically important to recognize the punishment-begetting hysteria and sometimes racist charges that characterized the public's responses to crack use in poor black communities. But at the same time, it is also critical to recognize that there was an inner-city crack crisis and that it produced tragic outcomes in poor black neighborhoods during the 1980s and early 1990s. Between 1984 and 1994, the homicide rate of young black teenagers doubled. The number of black children in foster care also doubled. Other markers of despair and destruction directly linked to crack use, such as fetal death rates, or to crack sales, such as weapons arrests, soared. White neighborhoods felt none of these changes. We hope you've enjoyed this Cambridge University Press extract of Crack, Rock Cocaine, Street Capitalism, and the Decade of Greed by David Farber.